Can you tell me about your dad? You're awesome. Dada. Dada. Mace, say daddy. 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 The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? When we build snowman together. Ooh. Remember we built one together? I do. With balloons. I like that you always have fun with me. What's something kind of hard about your dad? Being frustrated. <laughs> when you told me what to do and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible. While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. I have returned from the wilderness. You have returned from the great outdoors. Is that the... Is that Grizzly Adams I see over there? <laughs> I am a little I'm a little scruffy. You can hear this? <laughs> that's the yeah, uh, that's that's pretty darn close to as much scruff as I do. Um and I thought about so I hadn't shaved like the I don't know, almost week leading up to to leaving for our little jaunt to the woodlands. Um uh but then I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I can't do what you do. I can't it's so itchy. It's so itchy and uncomfortable for me to have facial hair. I I have to keep it pretty tight. Keep it tight and clean. Okay, so you're back from the woods, back from L Camp. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin and Matt, our buddy Matt, went to the woods of Mount Rainier, Rainier area. The, the 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 national forest surrounding the Mount Rainier area. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was really fun. Matt is the man. Uh, Matt Matt uh, is extraordinarily when he is interested in something and into something. A dude learns a lot about it, retains a lot of information, gets really interested. And uh, this is one of those things that he's been interested in for several years now, and it's it's paying off, man. We got yeah. some we got some pretty neat experience. He picked some beautiful areas. I need to do a. I need to carry the load a little bit more for that next year. Probably, <laughs> the poor man was driving everywhere, doing everything. But you know, it's all good. Usually, I'm vacation dad, but he gets to be uh, like Boy Scout dad or something. Yeah, yeah. No, very good. Way better than the last experience you had. Is this uh, the time we tell the story? <laughs> is this the... <laughs> I will. Give the, I will give you. I'll give the people what they want. Uh, Matt and I had been elk hunting for a few years and no, it was a couple years we went elk hunting and then we decided like, Hey, we're leaving our families. We're leaving our works. We're going to go out and do this. Like, let's try and do this. So we tried to, uh, and successfully we're trying to learn more and get into places where we have better chances of success. Uh, we did that in our first year and uh we don't talk about what happened then because it's just too sad so needless to say an unsuccessful needless um, to say a very unsuccessful not very unsuccessful we had an encounter 
And it wasn't successful. And it wasn't successful. Um, so, but it was way more successful than we had been. We got into elk. We saw elk, which in the state of Washington, I think 6% of the tags get filled. And I think it's even less with archery. So I'm talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of hunters pursuing animals. And most are unsuccessful. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to be in that 6%. Um, and we started to figure that out. So we were really excited about t- uh, going up the next year, which was 2022. And then what happened, Fred? What happened in between? Well, we convinced you to come. No. How did you convince me to come? You moved across the country. Oh, yeah. You, I, moved I was not going to come. The only reason I came was because my best my best friends, one of my best friends in the whole world, Moved across Left the country. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm like right. nine I years old away. and that's, they moved to elementary all, schools. I, I had to do that just to get you to go on the yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah. So we take Justin up to the same place that we went the last year with all the excitement and expectation of a successful, fun weekend and hunt together. As, as yep. Guys, we got two nights up there. That's what we'd plan for? Two nights? Yeah. Two nights. We planned for two nights, yeah. And on our way up there, this is like I think a Thursday or a Friday. It was like a Friday afternoon. Friday. On our way up there, we get, all of us, are getting warnings. Yeah. We are driving driving through a valley, and you're like, okay, what's the weather look like? When's sunset? (laughs) And I pull up my, my weather app, and I'm like, hey, Fred, do I need to be worried about this hydrological warning? You're like, nah, nah, nah. We're down here. We're right by the river. Look, the river's right out the window. It's just talking about the river valley. Right, not a problem. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Me, the non-woodsy one, the one that didn't grow up trying to survive in the mountains of Idaho, was like, yes, my best friend who loves me and takes good care of me knows <laughs> that this is probably the best, the best way to do this. this is, okay, great. I trust him. Yeah. Okay, continue. We had a warning. And then about 10 minutes after, well, no, probably about 30 minutes after the warning, we start getting rained on. We're still driving up there. And it starts raining. And it keeps raining. And it's raining pretty good now. And then we get up to where we are going to park our uh, RV and truck to set up camp and then drive in a little bit farther. And when we do that, we pick a spot. There's like puddles everywhere. It's like pouring rain at this point. To yeah. get out to guide the RV is don't like, don't undersell it. Literally, Matt stepped out to guide the RV and was and instantly soaked. soaked. Yes, it's to the bone almost. Pretty much, um, we're like that's we, fine. We're gonna wear ponchos. Yeah, so we uh, we dent the RV, which was a friend of ours, <laughs> still a friend. Uh, I hope. No, I love him. Really thankful for that. But there's like so many signs of like, hey, you shouldn't do this. Like the Lord was like, hey, don't go. I sent you that a text was, message and then you dented an RV and then we get in the truck. got to the bone. <laughs> and we're all excited about going and we're like, yeah, it'll stop up there. It won't be that bad. It's not, can't be that bad. Once we get above it, it's like, and we get to the trailhead. And on the way to the trailhead, Matt the decides card. to drive 45 miles an hour through a four foot puddle in the Ford <laughs> Reptor and the engine cuts out. <laughs> it overheated our vehicle the over, we got us, overheating warnings the engine starts cutting like out a little bit all the signs go on 
And we still didn't listen to the warnings. We get to the trailhead. We get out instantly, start getting soaked. Everyone's trying to throw their backpacks on and their ponchos on and they get their guns in their packs or slings can, and everything I, like this. Can I pause you for one second and remind the people what you told me, what everybody yeah. told me? They said, Justin, you want to hike up cold because it's a, it's a tough hike up. You want to hike up in like not winter gear. You want just like normal pants and like a moisture wicking shirt so that your sweat comes off you and you're just going to hike up and, and your body heat's going to take care of you. Absolutely <laughs> no problem. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Continue. We did tell you all this. The reason why it's raining is because it's not quite cold enough to be snowing. There is snow on the ground, but it's probably like 40 degrees. Yeah. 45 degrees. Pouring rain. Again, no, none of us ever looked at each other and were like, hey, should we just wait? Um, no, that wasn't even a thought. It was like, no, we here. We're coming. It I was flew a across thought. the country. <laughs> Justin says he has a thought, but we don't believe him because he didn't voice it. Uh, yeah. So we give Justin a poncho, which was a trash bag, essentially. And the instant he throws it over himself, it rips. And it's like, well... <laughs> We're still going, right? And it's like, yep. So we just start going up. This is typically a hour and 30-minute hike. And we cross three creeks. Well, we start walking day. up. We start walking up, right? We're going through, you know, a big, you know, ravine-ish area. And we start heading up. We're like, okay, this isn't so bad. But as soon as we start going up, we start realizing we have to – walk on the sides of the trail not during the trail because in the trail it looks like snow but you step in and it's just like six inches of water just flowing yeah. straight down the trail yes. and we're like nah can't do that that's not going to be we're gonna, our boots are going to get wet we can't <laughs> walk like that so so instead we start like twisting our ankles Struggling trying to walk up this yeah and, and every step forward was a half slide back yeah and it was it was uh it was a slog and you're right we hit a couple of creeks, and I will tell you, this is where my internal, I don't know what was going on in your head. I bet you it was just elk, 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 elk. In my head was like, if we get a stinking elk, how am I going to cross this creek that we just jumped, like rock jumped across with 100 pounds of meat on our backs? How are we, Am I supposed to walk down this in the dark? What? How are we going to do this? And I'm like, yeah. my self-talk was not nearly as encouraged as yours because i was trying yeah. to figure out are, are we gonna but then i was like i asked you guys i was like are we gonna be able to go across this creek you were like yep I was like, absolutely okay. yeah sounds, we did we're good. here so we did um so we get about uh, two hours into this hike which should have been over a half hour ago and we're not there and we're not close and starting it has not started snowing yet it's still raining still just pouring rain and we like get to a stopping point. We're like, hey, should we stop? And it was like, well, we should have probably asked that earlier. We decide we're close enough. We'll just press on. We'll get up and we'll get ourselves situated and head back. Finally get up to the meadow. And for whatever reason, we're like, hey, we know this place where we can kind of get out of the rain and the wet. And so we just trudge through to this meadow to this other side of it <laughs> you're, you're skipping I'm some important parts my bud i we get up to that part we're cresting the hill and freddie looks back and he is so excited because he's like we're here we've made it <laughs> and then he catches sight of me 
who is probably the most pitiful you have ever seen me. Yeah, I, I am soaked. I, am, man. I, I was, I was wrecked. I was so, I was so uh, cold. I was shaking in my boots, literally my wet, soaking wet boots. I was shaking in my soaking wet boots. Yeah. And you guys are looking at me like, oh, let's go see if there's elk in here. And I looked at you and I was like, we need to get to a semi protected place and I got to get out of these wet clothes now. I'm yeah. so cold. You're right. It is not so good. Then it became, <laughs> then it started to get a little like, oh, dang, like we got to get this figured out. So we, you're right. It's about another, probably seven to 10 minute walk to this tree where we can kind of get in there and get undercover. And by the time I get there, J boy is <laughs> shaking and like, uh, not you able guys, to use his you fingers, guys. <laughs> not able to undo his boots, not able to get out of his pants, not able to get into anything. So it's like all hands on deck. Matt starts boiling some water. I'm trying to help Justin get out of what he's going on. And now it's the point where temperatures dropping we're soaked to the bone and everything's starting to ramp up quickly <laughs> so, into potential dangers. My anecdote for that is I have never seen you guys to go from such a high, high to such a low, low so quickly. A, like, yeah. It got serious. It got serious quick. You guys were like stoked. And then you looked back and realized, <laughs> we Oh, so- just ain't having fun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So we we got him out of the clothes. We all changed or added layers or did what we needed to. Boiled some water, drank some hot water, got Justin a closer to equilibrium. I felt a lot better once yeah. as soon as we got into mostly dry clothes, and I was able to throw on my winter jacket and my waterproof stuff, like my waterproof winter jacket and. A few other things. Uh, dry socks were huge, even though my boot boots were wet. Like getting Something a wet. wool pair of socks was like huge. Yeah. And then Matt boiled that water, and it heated my core so quickly. Yes. And uh, between those Good things, boil for the wind. as soon as we realized, well, anyway, then it was dark, dark. Yeah. And we get up and there, it was like and we're like, <laughs> we're up there, we're looking around. And it's just sideways dumping still. Just It was the yeah. most miserable storm ever because it wasn't just raining. It was like 15-mile-an-hour winds sideways at yeah. us two at the same time. And we're like, oh, man, the elk aren't even stupid enough to be out here. <laughs> yep. So we instantly head back down, and um, spirits are pretty high. But now it's like bodies are tired mentally sort of drained a little bit so now we're just walking through the middle of the trail where it is and walking just in eight inches of slush to your credit that eight inches you knew how wrecked i was you knew how wrecked i was so you did carry my firearm which i am eternally grateful for oh okay there we go i did i i got a really cool pack though that's got this scabbard so i mean yeah yeah, it made it a lot easier you took you took the extra Eight pounds or whatever it is for one of those things. I should have because I took you into that mess. <laughs> anyway, we get down to the bottom where we passed a couple of creeks, and those creeks have become, no lie, one body of water. What was separated by yards, hundreds of yards of land, has become one body of water. It was we we crossed. We have videos of us using tree branches to brace ourselves to not be swept down the river <laughs> yes. 
that we're stupid. We're <laughs> really stupid. Valley we're so dumb. <laughs> And, and it was, then, uh, and so we start, we keep walking rushing, down. Rushing, like a rushing feel, river. I know, it was It was so loud. We're like yelling at each other across. We're trying so. to pick our way across with headlamps and like, oh. which way is the best. And then eventually we get to the last crossing and it's like, dude, just, there is no best way. Just walk through it. Just, just, just walk through it. <laughs> just walk my through favorite, it. My favorite part of the whole thing is we get through those parts and we get down and this is where we start walking down and we're pretty much following our boot tracks that went up. Right. Yeah. And it's like boot tracks up easy. We know where we're going. We get down there and our boot tracks are coming out of a river <laughs> that we do not remember crossing. Yeah. We're like, what is this thing's like, like you said, 50 yards wide. It's like eight, 10 feet deep <laughs> at parts. And we're like, because we could see it. We're like, this, oh man. We could see Did we cross out a log? Where did we come side. from? <laughs> No, we found out that river just wasn't there before. Some some water break broke upstream. All the da- all the melt, all the snow melt was happening, all the melt and, and all the rain, and all the rain, and uh, there was a new river that was not there on the way up. And we were like, "Well, <laughs> how are we gonna get out of this one, boys?" <laughs> <laughs> oh it was, my god! It was a very great bonding experience. Now we laughed. There was it. an upside. And the upside was our stuff was too wet to go hunting the next day. <laughs> so. All we did was play board games, drink some uh, uh, enjoyable adult beverages, and mm-hmm. uh, and and spend a little bit of time together as as friends that had been separated for uh, uh, too many months at that point. Yeah. And it was it was a it was a great thing. Uh, there is a there's another detail we left out. Two details. One is I'm not allowed to take vacation in November. We've talked about this. I have vacation blackout. <laughs> not allowed to take vacation in November. So I have one, but except for one day. It's a brand new program. You're allowed to take one floater holiday during any time of the year if it's a personal significance to you. Yes. Great. I'm going to use it for this because my buddies are here. I'm going to go and do that. And it's your... It just happened to be my birthday. <laughs> and it's your birthday. <laughs> so uh, the best way to say it is... I almost froze to death on my one vacation day off that I'm able to take during blackout on my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. So, uh, but it's all good. Uh, this year was much, much better. We had a great time. Uh, Matt, you're the man. Um, it was it was tiring, but uh, my stipulation for you guys was I'm never going in November again. I'm, I love right. you. I'm never going in November again. And what did you say to me? Boat bow hunting's in September. Bow hunting's in September. <laughs> so we so, got in September. So we're going in September. And it was a, it was a blast. So thanks, Matt, for doing all the planning and stuff. I'll be a better uh, I'll be a better hunting partner next year. Now that I kind of know what to expect. So uh, I appreciate you. Yeah, and I had to suffer with serious FOMO, and I had the challenge of being a great friend you to you two. Whilst I was like, I hope they don't get anything. I'm not there. I hope they're the worst time because I'm not there. We those are all the feelings that I fought, and I was like, no, I hope they have the best time. I hope they both get elks, and it's so much fun. That's awesome. Um, I will say that we had a moment where there was it was too dark to to be successful. We were not successful this year, and that is fine. It was still a very enjoyable and a positive experience, but we didn't end up with the final result that you would hope for. Um, but we got the next best thing. There was a uh, a big old a big old bull that uh, came down within about 
15 yards from us and we got some really great videos of the noises it was making and it right in in with us we just it was just too dark to do anything about it yeah um and when we were done we're start walking back we're like we got to text us to Freddie as soon as possible because when he wakes up in the morning and he sees that he's going to lose his mind, <laughs> I guarantee you he's going to listen to it and be like, no way. Oh, man. And just go on and on about it. We were, we had as much fun picturing what your reaction was going to be to all that as actually experiencing <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't get to go elk hunting and didn't this year excited to go next year we'll see what happens but um yeah there's just a few things going on well thanks for the update justin you're welcome and now it's time for me to complain about not going elk hunting and also all the other things in my life that i'm not content about because this alas this is a dad podcast not a hunting podcast yeah, that's season two. That's right. Join us for <laughs> Love, Love Elk. Uh, Love Elk uh, pod. It's coming. Um, no, but excited to hear a little bit about uh, just how you're doing with dad stuff. And we're ready yeah. to share things that I'm dealing with as dad <laughs> well, and a husband and just a dude in my yeah. 30s trying to make it. Um, well, we, that's what we've been talking about, right? Um a uh, uh, little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we we talk more than just when we're on the air. It's a thing that happens. And one of the things that we were talking about this week was how there are seasons and we're both in one to some degree where it is really challenging to be content. Uh. Just like there's a lot of things to not find necessarily all the joy in or the contentment in. And we started talking about not just what those things are, which I'm sure that we can talk about what, what things are breeding those discontentments. I think that's totally worth and worth doing. It's, I think it's fair and real and worth it, but also like, man, alive, what do we do about that? Like it, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So what do we like? You know, I'll just, be sad and discontent for the next six years. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think for me, we talk about this a lot at our church and that is sort of like these, um, sort of idols that we hold on to. Mm. And mine, the, our church talks about like kind of four main ones. And I think it's a control idol, a comfort idol, a power idol, and a, approval idol and i man my approval idol is strong and definitely the thing i struggle with the most um like the approval of how people think of me how katie thinks of me how my kids think of me uh and even how i think of myself and that's where my discontentment is really starting to show in this sort of probably probably near the end of summer here is like I am just unsatisfied. I'm, I'm unable to be like content with what I did that day, no matter mm. what it was, or if it's like, oh, you could should be or could be proud of that. So, for instance, it's like, oh, I've had a great day of work, got a lot done, was able to connect with some 
new clients or whatever it may be. But the cost of that was, you know, when the boys got home, they, you know, I wasn't able to interact with them for till later in the evening. And then when I did, it was tired and not that engaging and then put them to bed and then maybe even did some more work and then I didn't get to spend time with my wife and uh, I neglected to do any other things. So then when I like lay down to go to bed, it's like I can't even be excited about this or proud of this thing that I did because I feel like I didn't get anything done around the house, didn't get any projects done, didn't hang out with the kids, didn't hang out with Katie, you know? And then yeah. it's like, oh, I had a day where I woke up and spent time with the boys and spent time with Katie. We had like some coffee on the deck and then started doing a project. It's like, well, I didn't do anything productive for work today, so not happy with that. <sighs> yeah, it it is a um it's a vicious cycle. Um it's and it's an easy one to fall into. We've talked about this a lot lately. It's like this whole American rat race thing, you know, between accomplishment culture from like a career standpoint as well as like that social media put your best foot forward thing plus not wanting to live in just crap <laughs> at your house yeah plus wanting to be a good dad and wanting to live up to the standards that you have for yourself as a dad and a husband and a follower of Christ it's like it's a um there's a reason that we're not meant to carry these burdens by ourselves, I think, because man alive, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. Especially in this season. I was talking to some guys about this this morning or maybe it was yesterday. It's like we're in it right now, right? The the young kids, the busy career times of our of our lives, it is a season of it is a it is a season of where it could easily become just a f- completely full top to bottom, and we've talked about this before. Where there are times where I certainly still feel where I can either give my best effort to work or to family, but if I try to do find somewhere in the middle, I end up getting neither to both. You know, yeah, neither getting my best foot forward, and uh, yeah, man, it's really hard to feel good about that right for sure yeah (sighs) but then i go to think right so this is where it comes down to is like we talk about this with our kids and maybe sometimes we should be a little less hypocritical i should be a little hypocritical about it it's like i keep saying that i want my girls to know where their worth is right where their primary source of worth comes from and then I go and I start feeling all Debbie Downer about this, about not being accomplished or satisfied yeah. or, you know, content and all of these things. And none of them are where my worth is supposed to be. It's like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> not modeling <And> I, very well. <laughs> totally. And yeah. And I feel the same way about even thinking like, man, I would hate for my boys to think this about themselves. Like, right. That they're not able to be proud of 
the work they did or something that they've done because they feel like, oh, they're still not getting everything else that they want or should or could be getting done. Um, yeah. It is a bummer that fatherhood is basically just improving ourselves in order to be a good example to our kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've told you before we've done a lot of different, we've just been on a parenting and, and being good, godly, well-informed, proactive parents, not reactive or uh, passive um, parents is important things to Jordan and I. Um, I know it is. um, I know it is for us. And, and that's something we've talked about a lot lately. And so in an effort to do that, well, we've been, you know, listening to material and talking to, you know, experts if we have time and, and capital and, uh, you know, getting a book and going through a little, whatever, like we've just tried to do a lot of effort on that. And the through line, if I was going to give a through line and it's the exact same thing that (laughs) the Bible would tell you, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, yeah, uh, get yourself straight first. And what we would argue is, uh, that means get yourself right with the Lord, get, you know, yeah. Follow follow the the fruits have those fruits of the spirit because it's a lot of the things we're talking about. Full of love. Start with patience and joy and have a peaceful attitude. Don't get dysregulated like, you know, a parenting podcast would say, don't be dysregulated. And the Bible would say, have peace. <laughs> it's like it's not it's all the same stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this stuff is timeless and true and none of it is about my children. It's all right. about me. It's all something I have to do for myself. (laughs) And then it'll happen (laughs) the way it's supposed to after that. Right. It is both very encouraging and extraordinarily discouraging at the same time. It's encouraging to be like, oh, man, I don't have to put this burden on my children. But it also means I need to take this burden upon myself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things why, I mean, why I love getting to be able to do this with you and even a huge spark of it was because needed these reminders and need to continue to be reminded of what's true and what's good and what's right. And a a good friend's able to do that. So I appreciate that from you. But man, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, with this discontentment, it's like be like, and then I'm getting to the point where I know what you're saying is like, I know, I know, I know it's right, right. I know it's true, but it's Isn't like, I don't want to do it, part? I don't want to add another thing, and I don't want to feel like this responsibility. And it, it feels like I'm taking the truth of the gospel and what God has said about me and what He's done for me, where it's like He's done it all and He. Like it's finished and all these things that I know are true and I believe, or maybe I should say, I know they're true, but I like really struggle believing it. Struggle believing that it is uh, enough and I should be content in the knowledge that following after 
Jesus and the things he wants for me are the best things for me right now in my marriage and in my job and in my parenting. It's like, right. Well, that's the, I have to ask the, the question and it's a question for both of us. Do we agree amongst ourselves? It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a trick question. It's a, it's a softball. Do we agree that the ideal prioritization of our lives as Christian husbands and fathers is God, wife, kids, everything else as a listed priorities in order? Is that something we agree on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that that was the answer. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I have to hear you acknowledge me. I nailed it. This is the whole thing. You nailed it. A plus. This is the part where we're going to be uh, going to be a little tougher. Real hard look. Uh, is that what's happening? My answer is n- no. Right. My answer yeah. is no. Not the way that I I probably am doing. If I'm being really honest about it. Uh. There are times when, when the Lord is a, is, a, is a high priority when I'm prioritizing time and leadership and church and doing stuff with that. There are times where that is happening, certainly. But probably most of the days, in order of time, um, we're talking probably kids and or wife, right? Because of the parenting stuff and trying to support the fam- family. I'll call it family. Yeah. Probably family workish and godish depending all kind of switch around in priorities and it is very unclear where my depending on the day what i'm supposed to be doing and what i am doing that's probably the truth yeah that feels about right i think the problem is that it's not clear for me yeah like i don't i can't give you a good answer and the truth is what that means our behavior in that Cause I feel the same way. Our behavior in that is basically saying like we're taking we're taking the gospel, or we're, we're we're taking what we believe about God, and we're being like, "Hey, I know you're enough, but I don't believe it." And I actually mm-hmm. think I need a lot more of me, and I think my family needs a lot more of me, and mm-hmm. I think my job needs a lot more of me, and I think without me, a lot of this stuff would fall apart. And <laughs> why you gotta say that out loud? Why you gotta do that, Fred? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh man, um, that's a really bad inner voice. That's true of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get it. And even now, as I'm saying it, it's like, yeah, but things would fall apart without me. And yep, I know like, to believe it. To believe like. God's in control and God's a good God and he's loving and he wants what's best for us. And he knows that we've got, he's gifted us with the privilege of responsibility of providing. He's gifted us with the privilege of our spouses and gifted us with the honor and privilege of raising our kids. And he's going to be faithful in all those things. And every time that I specifically surrender it. Exactly. And every time (laughs) I don't, I'm robbing that that goodness and that graciousness from God by being like, yeah, but I got this. Yeah, like 
Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, so we've talked about this before. And it's like that a really key example of this is whenever it happens that I am going to be away from home for longer than a day. So overnight, Uh blood's in the water. I swear the kids (laughs) know as I'm preparing and I, and I think, I think that Jordan and I both, but I think that I kind of almost will it, will their bad behavior and terrible responses into existence. Because of course, without me, it will all be terrible without me there. And, uh, well, that's not really that fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's hard. Oh, yeah. It's and it's and it sucks because like it's really easy for me to be like. It would be really easy for me. I don't think I'd do this. Uh, but I think that. I think it's an active decision not to do this. I think it's human nature to be like, what is wrong with those children? Why would they do this? And get in another this pity party. I can't even leave for one day without them running amok and giving their mom hell. Right. Yeah. And like to get into this like discontentment, pity party, stress cycle. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it kind of helps me will it into existence. And so, um, it's just a true thing. It's like, no, no, it is like the world does not come to an end without me there. We have to be able to have that trust and surrender. And clearly when I don't have it, it is obvious. Yeah. Yep. And then you feel like me and that's discontent. And you feel like me and tired. And I feel like the Lord's like, oh, like, of course you're unhappy with the way you're trying to dictate your life, you moron. Like, you're a moron. You're a moron. A hundred percent. Oh, is, my goodness. It is true. It's like, man, it's like, but to your point, it's so obvious. And we all know it. But I just I I um I struggle to get out of it a lot of times I guess yeah you know yes I do know that I do know that and um, I guess other than focusing on what we know to be true and starting from there there's not much like I don't I don't know if there's like steps <laughs> i don't think it's like do this do either. that and knock her out here i think i think it would be disingenuous to say that there was steps right yeah um i think that that is i think that that is true yeah um i do have just i was reminded of something as we were sitting here and um and it, it, it's it's I, we don't do bible on this podcast very often 
but it just like came into my head. And so I'm going to read it for a second. It's just out of Matthew 11. And if it maybe it's something you need to hear and maybe something I need to hear. And I think that it's, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what I think about it afterwards, but just here's, here is the word of the Lord, <laughs> literally red letters and everything. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's like, okay. First of all, where am I going? Clearly, I'm not going to Jesus because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that ain't how I'm feeling. Right. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm. It's. I, yeah, I don't have like a good example or a good thing that I need to do for that. But I just I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the. I'm feeling the trying to do s- stuff myself. Right right now and i'm not very content with the results of it yeah i think a good place for us to start and thank you for sharing that good place for us to start just in being able to remind each other and edify one another is like like we've named it we've talked about it and oftentimes for me i'm able to pick up on it earlier now that i'm like aware of like I put it, I've put it in my head. I'm, I'm doing what I don't want to be doing. And I'm can be a little bit more aware of it, whether I make the right decision or do the, you know, the next right thing. That's in <laughs> that, that is to be seen. Um, but oftentimes I'll be more aware of it. So. Well, on Tuesday, when inevitably, when inevitably, we both are feeling a little bit tired from a weekend of putting wheels on bus and probably not having our priorities straight, and this episode comes out, you can listen to it and be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right," that's and so right. can I. <laughs> so, how do we, how do we like be able to talk about this and consider this to be like? real and a part of what's going on in our life without feeling like like Jesus take the wheel, you know, sort of a thing. Yeah. Like where where's the line of of I, man, I but I'm not sure there needs to be I, I don't know. I go back and forth of being like I'm sure there's something practical and profound that we could talk about with this to make it whatever and here's our 10 tricks to be more connected with God, like, or whatever, put his priority first. Um, but that's, I don't know, man. I, maybe I just don't got it in me. <laughs> uh, unless you got some stuff that you're really feeling called to in my mind, maybe it kind of is just Jesus. Take the wheel a little bit. It is an active an active surrender. Yeah. But then Maybe that's where I get like doing that again and again and again before, until it becomes something you do without thinking. I know, but like, what does that look like? Cause for me tomorrow, my alarm's waking me up Yeah, and it's waking me up for kids 
and school and work. And it's like, yeah, it could wake me up for working out of the okay. Bible. How are you? How are you? Uh, well, that's yeah, for sure. Those are things. But uh, OK, so I have a thing. You, it's a good it's a good call. I um, it is easy to forget. It's easy to get caught up in everything. This is what gets us into this trouble in the first place. <laughs> I have a thing that I uh, uh, that I got in college that I um, need to keep around my wrist in a way that it is it is uh, very tactile and important. It is a um, uh, monastic uh, prayer bead thing that I made in college. I had this like, I had this mentor in, in college that was like one of the most ADHD people I knew, but was really into contemplative prayer practices, like really into it. It helped center her and calm her. Um, and she imparted a lot of that to us that were under her leadership. And, uh, I've had this thing for, I don't know, 12 years now. Um, and every time that I bring it out and do it, it like, cause it doesn't, it's not like a bracelet where you can like set and forget it, like moves around. It's too big to keep on your wrist. So you kind of have to actively like hold it. Yeah. And it's super tactile. Um, we have a buddy, Travis. Um, he keeps a carved wooden cross in his pocket where his keys go or where, where his phone is, I think actually is where it is. So every time he's going in for his phone, he ends up gripping the cross before he grips his phone kind of a thing. These are things that are like, Reminders, right? Isn't that the whole point? What is yeah. my reminder? What's going to set me back to center? I don't know what it is for every person. I know that that prayer bead thing has been impactful for me over the years, and it's probably time to go figure out where I put it. Yeah. Dude, I love that. It's great. So what do you have? What are you going to put in your pocket? Ooh, pocket you drive full, a lot? Pocket full of posy. You drop. Uh, you drive a lot. I drive a lot. Um, I'm just gonna let him take the wheel. No, he's gonna go hands off, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, your little raspberry can't do much damage, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, it could do a lot of damage to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what's your thing? I mean, I currently have nothing. Like what, what's your thing that's I mean, it could be tactile. What's your thing that you will, I mean, it's like, am I going to talk to you next week? You're going to be like, I'm still very discontent. <laughs> maybe. All right. Maybe. I'm, maybe maybe I'm just, I will be too. I don't know. Uh, I will try not. To, I'm going to work on it. Uh, things that you are, help me. You are a man of action. You are not a man yeah. of passivity. So things what does that, that mean help for me, you? Well, you're trying to talk about your beads of reminders. And I think we've talked about it before. Like, each bead you're either playing the same thing and then on the bigger ones yeah. you're praying like a big either ask or thanking for like a big reminder of something like what god's done in your life so that sound that's how right? you're su- that's how you're supposed to do it that's what okay. they're designed to do um, yeah. they're supposed to be like meditative prayer practices we probably have talked about it before um the way i tend to actually use it because i like keep it around my wrist in my work day is it like kind of hangs loose I like flip it up into my hands and I'll rub the little, there's like a little cross pendant on the very end of it. And I'll just kind of like have that in my fingers, rolling it around in my fingers in a way that just kind of, I have found keeps my focus a little bit more. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for me, I think in seasons of discontentment like this one, um, time with the Lord in prayer is what I got to do. And a good reminder of like looking back through seasons of my life where I felt similar or felt other things and he's been faithful and done amazing things is like a huge sort of like Ebenezer, right? Of able to look back and see these. Um, And those things easy for me to do. And we're on the dad podcast, so it gets me more props is the little uh, words at the end of my boys. So it's like Wesley's my son of um, perseverance. And it's like, I can think back to when he was born and the season of my life that I was in where I was really discontent yeah, that's really cool. and I was unhappy and frustrated and God was faithful. And then think about the time with Brooks where it was like a season of plenty. Like it's like Providence. God provided two years later from all this perseverance that we had to go through with Wesley at that season. Like there was a lot of fruit from that with time, um, in my marriage, you know, things like that. There was just a lot of fruit that came out of that. Uh, and then Maisie Boy's uh, pilgrimage, you know, and the kind of journey that we went on since he was born and seeing the fruit or the growth or the impact of taking a big step of faith what what felt like a big step of faith in order to do what in order to do something that we were wanting to align our values together as our family um so that would be the closest thing i have to like a prayer bead uh not tactile not very good at reminding how much do do you uh how much do you drive in a week? A few hundred miles a week. How much more. of that time? So a few hundred miles. So How much of that time is filled with Joe Rogan? A lot. <laughs> That's one of the questions. Uh, how, many, how many legs could you replace audio with silence? Yeah. I mean, like you, I sit at a desk or am in meeting rooms or whatever, 10 out of 12 hours that I'm away from the home. Right. Um, so what I need, and this is a true for everybody, what I need to get back to focused is not necessarily what you need and what you might need might not even be possible in my day to day. You know what I mean? Right. So then, I we had a, I think I I don't remember if I told you this before. I'm starting to forget what things we've talked about here and what things we just talked about in ten years of friendship. <laughs> um, but the um, uh, uh, pastor, old church Zach, um, did this did this message that I uh, that really stuck with me, um, which is. Um, he, it was on redemption, and and one of the things he was talking about was redeeming small things in your life, like just just finding small things you can redeem for the glory of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And 
the commute was one of them. Like, instead of doing this, do that. Uh, you know, like, it doesn't have to be every time, but maybe you can find small opportunities to redeem that time for your priorities, Yeah. right? Which I remember every once in a while, and then I don't listen to whatever podcast or audiobook that I was listening to that is garbage and not worth the, the, the time, and instead I will, you know, listen to a sermon or drive in silence or actually keep my radio station on the local Christian station or whatever and just try to redeem a little bit of my time. It's been a while, I'll be yeah. honest, since I've done that. Um, but you're in the you're on the road a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of opportunity. I have very little um, room for excuses. <laughs> no, I mean, but, <laughs> but let's, it's I'm, not about that. You don't don't take it and be self-deprecating. I mean it. Like the um, if you're like, okay, I don't have anything tactile. I'm not sure if that'll work for me. But you are a really solid person about routines when you and goals, right? You've always been good at that. You set them, and you know for these number of days or in this instance, this is what I do. So is it your, your first drive of the day that is redeemed? Yeah. Is that what, is that what the goal is then? It's like, no, every first drive is a silent drive in which I, I pray and contemplate end of, end of story. Yeah. Right. Is it your last drive of the day to help you get recentered before you're back home with everybody and doing your thing. Yeah. I don't know, man, but like you are a person of, you are a person of routine. Certainly. Even though you're a squirrely, a squirrely, squirrely man, <laughs> you are, you are, really you are great. a person of, you are a person of routine and goals and you are usually pretty lock solid on them when you set your mind to them. Yeah. Well, I appreciate so, that. I'm going to pick a drive. I'm going to pick a drive to redeem. Which I one? I think it's going to be the way home. I usually don't do okay. multiple in a day, but I think the way home. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I recommend that it's the first one? No, I you love can't. your. I love. I love your idea, and I thought you'd pick the right one, but you didn't. <laughs> so, um, what a, no, what an the, do, the, do the first one. By the time you trust me, trust me when I say this. Leading from the second chair, give me the trust opportunity, me I, and then be like, oh, okay. Let's are you certain that that is the best thing for your decision <laughs> maker? All right, give me your I'll give you my reasoning. Yeah, my reasoning go. is my reasoning is is that between leaving and getting home, there is a lot of time to build up fatigue and excuses. Okay. It is way easier to start right than to than to end right if you haven't started right. You know that's what I mean? True. So like that's that's my it's like why I have to work out in the mornings if I'm going to work out is because I ain't doing it at night when I get home after I'm tired, all that garbage. It's not it's just not going to happen. Okay. Um, so my me. encouragement would be first thing. I'll go first drive. I'll go first, first drive. First thing. And you're already doing your, your, your blessings with your boys in the morning. Yeah. Recognizing that for what it is, which is an amazing, amazing thing. It is a big blessing. You should be – you should be encouraged by that. And I think you probably, it's really easy to forget about it, but you yeah. do that. And that's something that is, is going to make an impact on them. No matter how much West Bob rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, let's land this beast. 
All right, man. Are you going to find your beads? Yeah, I think I know where they are. Um, I'm going to find my beads. What? Do you remember those bracelets that were like, were they they literally called charm bracelets? Yeah, Layla still makes them. Like, they still give them to, like, you don't know this because you have boys, but little girls still get bracelet making kits for, like, birthdays and stuff. Layla literally made me a charm bracelet, like, three days ago. Yeah, but do you remember when they were, like, Oh yeah, women were rocking charm bracelets. My mom was rocking a charm bracelet. (laughs) Yeah, I I think there are. I will say this: I think that they still exist, and I will say that the ones, the ones that I have noticed of late, um, seem to be a lot more tasteful than the '90s. The the best part about the '90s ones were, I will say this: my mom had the one where they look like. I mean, they look like enlarged watch links. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those ones. Yeah, 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 then, yeah. I know like, exactly you what you're talking put, about. Like, it was like a tiny, perfect little square. Yeah. You know, and you could get like a baseball and be like, here, mom, here's your charm of me, of my favorite sport. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like filled with crap that kids me. liked. <laughs> Poor moms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, I, I, I do know where my beads are and where the charm bracelet that Layla made me is. Which is made for children, and so it's like on the last link, you're trying to like barely. Yeah, I'll wear it, no problem. You don't understand. You don't understand. Uh, let me hold on a second. I have something to show you. Layla made this. This is the last thing we'll do, and then we're gonna lay on this plane. Um, Layla, Layla made this for me a couple years ago, and I thought she'd forget about it. And she found it the other day. She's like, "This is Dad's." And it needs to be out in his shop where he needs to wear it. <laughs> and it is this. Oh. It is, liter- <laughs> it is, it is literally 200 buttons of varying sizes, shapes, and sharpnesses all strung through some twine that she tied together and was extraordinarily proud of. I love it. It's very beautiful. I remember when she first gave it to me and made me wear it for a couple of days. And by made it, you know... Right. Gave me her sweet little girl eyes, and I couldn't say no to them. They are – it is sharp and pokey. It digs into your neck. <laughs> very heavy. And I have to uh, keep it. So this this noise, this beautiful noise, which uh, you probably can't hear on the, on the thing, but uh, the people will hear, is, yeah, like 200 buttons that my daughter strung together that is now in my office space. Yeah. For the – I mean, for those. For everyone – who is listening to this because you are there is no there is no audio it looks like um some of them look like giant it looks like a bunch of weird pacifiers <laughs> but if i was to explain who wore who would wear this it's like a out. play it's a panda bear oh my gosh there's a rowboat there's a rowboat there and then there's like grandma buttons like this one this one's definitely a grandma button. Just imagine. It's like, it's like black with gold stitching in yeah. it. Yeah. Just imagine like yeah. Johnny Depp's wrist <laughs> of like beads and bands and weird things. And then imagine Johnny Depp getting really high and thinking, hey, I should make these beads into a necklace, wear them around. <laughs> like that's what it looks like from a distance. Yeah. It's it is some Johnny. You could probably sell that to Johnny Depp for like a couple thousand bucks. 
It is some combination of little girl stuff, grandma stuff, and candy necklace. Like it is that <laughs> weird combination of stuff. I love it, Layla. When you're listening to this someday, I love it. It's beautiful. I'll keep it until you forget about it. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> Layla. I'm gonna be honest. Not your best work. I've seen. I've seen your creation. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it looks like that. Looks like three and a half, four year old Layla stuff. Yeah. You, you, you got it right. A lot better. Okay. Thank you for listening to Love Dad Podcast. Covered a lot um, today, Justin. Good job. Hunting. We went all over the place, but it was a really good deal. Oh, my sad um, discontentment. Thanks for listening to me whine. Our, our sad discontentment. Don't take full credit. I've got no um, help. Thank you for listening to the Love Dad Podcast. Uh, we uh, still got our email address at lovedadpod at gmail.com. Thanks, Fred Sr., for sending us commentary on stuff. I love reading it. It's love always it. very sweet. So much appreciated. Um, and, uh, you send us any comments, questions, thoughts or whatever. And also thanks dad for the text messages. You send us the text directly, but you know, yeah, the email's there too for anybody who wants it. Yep. Um, and, uh, we also got that Instagram at love dad pod. Check out and our we'll, elk uh, photos next year. Going on. <laughs> yeah. The love dad Instagram next year. <laughs> All right, brother. I love you. Love you, man. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Thanks for listening, Laters. Dear Layla, oh my goodness, you are finally a kindergartner. It is a very wild day in my life to see you getting ready for school and to hear about all the new friends that you're making and just to see how big you're getting. I've had such an amazing time with you getting close and being able to talk about all the fun new things that you're learning and seeing in the world, and I cannot wait to keep doing this with you as you grow up. I love you with all of my heart. Love, Dad.